I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> All right, kids, here we go. Next up, seminars, June 3rd through the 5th, with a few spots left. That one is actually selling out pretty fast, so don't delay if you're looking at that one. After that, August 12th to the 14th, and then October 14th through the 16th. For training camps coming up, we do have a self-sufficient lifter camp on September 10th in Wichita Falls. That covers the squat, the press, the deadlift, how to film yourself, and how to diagnose your own technique. After that, we have a lift, shoot, fight camp. That's a two-day camp in Wichita Falls. April 30th to May 1st, covering lifting, shooting, and fighting, as the name would imply. For squat and deadlift camps, May 14th in Boise at Starting Strength Boise, that's Idaho. Then June 11th in San Antonio at Starting Strength San Antonio. And another one June 11th in Orlando at Starting Strength Orlando. We have a three-lift camp covering the squat, the bench, and deadlift. That's in Orange County, California at the Strength Co. on April 30th. And then finally, a squat, press, deadlift, and power clean camp on May 1st in Seoul, South Korea with the Seoul Brothers themselves. For Starting Strength Gems news, we do have Columbus on the verge of opening, so make certain that you check out columbus.startingstrengthgems.com to lock in your spot today if you're in that area. After that, we have Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Florida, and Miami, Florida, all in various stages of the opening process. And then finally, check out the new Starting Strength logbook. I don't know if it's leather-bound, but if it is, then you can say you have many leather-bound books when you buy one. And when you purchase one, Brie will give you a little note. She'll draw you a little picture and seal it with a kiss and send it on its way. Check the website for more information on that. And as usual, for more information on anything else that I've talked about with regard to events, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It is uh, time for us to talk. You and I, we're going to talk. We may not talk about important stuff. We may waste a bunch of time today, but nonetheless, talk we are going to do. So, anything interesting going on? Um... Elon Musk. Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter. Trying to buy Twitter. That'd be pretty cool. By the time this thing airs, Elon Musk may be the new owner to $43 billion. And then somebody came back and said $41 billion because the media, you don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Yep. You don't know anything about anything if you're getting all of your shit from the media. Well, the number one concern is that he will uh, allow Donald Trump back on, right? <clears throat> it's the number one concern because yeah. we have to stifle... Yeah. Orange man. Right. The number one concern is that he will return Twitter to the realm of free speech. Yeah. And God knows well, we can't have that. Not free speech, fascism. Fascism. I'm sorry. That's right. Come on. It's the new label for yeah. free speech. Yeah. You know, you'll have to excuse me. I'm going to be drinking delicious hot coffee. 
throughout the podcast today because of my obvious throat shit. <coughs> uh, see, I cough and it clears it up a little bit. Went to the doctor yesterday. My old friend Barry Prestridge, who's an ear, nose, and throat guy here in Wichita Falls, and he looked down in my throat and he said, Well, you don't seem to have cancer. It's always good. And I said, Well, that's good news. You know, cancer is always bad news. Yeah, generally. Generally speaking. Yeah. No, anything like that. Everything's just irritated. You know, and I've been sick a couple of times. It's just, you know, every once in a while. I had this happen to me about 25 years ago. I remember having laryngitis real, real bad. Hell, back before we moved into the new gym, I was in the old gym, and I, my voice got so bad, I couldn't talk for about five months. It was horrible. It took a long, long time. Five months is a long time. To get my singing time. range back. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, five months is a long time for you to not be talking. Shit. Well, not talking effectively. Yeah. That was before the advent of this wonderful microphone here. <laughs> I can talk into this microphone at even very low volumes, and you'll be able to understand what I'm saying with crystal clarity. Crystalline. Sounds great in my ear. Right? Yeah. I hate having to sound like this, but, I mean, who are we going to get to do the fucking podcast? Rusty. Rusty. Here's Rusty answers a question. Here's a question. <laughs> Me ranting you, about you, Star Wars you, for an hour you, and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it would be. What, here's some idiot asking, what kind of ceiling finish do you prefer? <laughs> Popcorn smooth or Spanish drag? <laughs> and he calls it Spanish lace, but it's Spanish drag. Rusty would say. What's that? Let's talk about tattoos. That's what Rusty would say. <laughs> Let's talk about black multicam. <laughs> Bree would say, I'm good. You might be able to carry on a conversation, but these other two idiots are just not. Wouldn't be able to carry this around. No, you know? no. So here I've got to be. Whether it sounds bad or not, right. this is just the way things are going to get. Yeah. And I've got to be back here making sure memory cards and batteries and shit like that, you know? Yeah. You got to make sure that they're doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know how it is. I watch what's going on. Even though I can't hardly see through all these lights, I still see vague movements in the background here. And so I'm I'm aware of how difficult your job is. <laughs> All right. So we're doing Q and A today, and uh, as usual, when we're doing Q and A, and when we don't have a a guest with us, we start off the show pretty much start off the show with our everyone's favorite segment. Comments from the haters. Took the opportunity to whisper 
save my voice yep. for more important things. Right? I, I'm I think I'll just whisper all of these because they're also thoroughly fucking stupid that it doesn't merit me using voice for it. Yeah, don't get all worked up over this stuff. No, Whispering it'd so, be good. Let's hear it. Rip can't lift a 45-pound plate with his thumbs. Sounds like he's not doing the program. This is in response to the quit putting your plates on the bar wrong. It's got a nice uh, creepy Uncle Joe vibe. The Does whisper, it? yeah, it's good. It's good right, for well, we'll haters. Stick with it, then. Our Spartan male says, and Mark is still fat. Soldiers require a balance of strength and cardiovascular fitness. Not just being strong in a single set of movements. Because if you're if you've got like a four oh five squat, That's the, the only thing you can do to. with that strength sure. is four oh five squat. That's power lifter stuff. Four oh five. Power lifter shit. Well, they're not strong. Really strong. I mean, who needs a squat 405 other than a power lifter? Really? Right, exactly. You know? Exactly my point. Yeah. Well, his point. All right. The trap bar has an appropriate place in military fitness, mm. according to this Spartan male here. Yeah, well, he knows. Spartan. He's from Sparta. All right, this is a, here's here's probably the most. I bet I know what the back of his car insightful. looks like. <laughs> What's that? I bet I know what the back of his car looks like. I bet he has a Mono Labe sticker. He's got a Molon Labe sticker right with that next to thing. right next to the thin blue line sticker. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. That's the guy, all right? <laughs> and then a Gadsden flag, yeah. and then a We the People sticker. Yeah, <laughs> Patriot, Patriot, through Patriot. and through, through and through. <clears throat> I think he's got a CC'd, a Texas flag no, CC'd. No, 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 no. He's far. not that kind of patriot. He wouldn't go that far. No. That's not patriotic. No, you know why? Because he's from Arkansas. <laughs> That's why. I'm sure he drives a Tacoma, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was, a, that, was, or, drives, that was a jab at he me. He drives a Toyota Tacoma That was a sure. jab at me, I guess. Or a F-250. Probably, probably a tan one. 92 model F-250. <laughs> Those tan, well, if he's got a tan one and it's new, he, he lucked out. Like they're hard to find. All <laughs> right. Ray Rays says, shoulder press done like that is the best way to hurt your rotator cuffs and your spine. Hmm. And your spine? <laughs> your spine. Everybody that does starting right. strength, they uh, got spine issues. Spine, yeah. Spinal injuries. Wheelchairs everywhere. Through the roof. Should yeah. see, you should see Wide the people spread. at the uh, at the Just conferences and paraplegics. Oh, everybody, all seminars. Everybody just rolls in, right? And that Chase Lindley boy, remember him? Yeah, last Long time, time he ago, he was, he was in bed last time. Yeah, I saw he him. crawled into the gym yeah. on his elbows. Yeah, probably body weight down to about one thirty-five. Mm -hmm. He's jacked up top, but below, he's just oh, wasting shit. away, paralyzed. Yeah. And his rotator cuffs are... Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just gone. Yeah. Never seen a dude's hairline end at his elbows 
before. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a real good one. <laughs> Who's he talking what about? What video you? is that? <laughs> oh, Fangman. That's a hairy motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, he's talking about fixing common squat errors with Adam Fangman. That's true. Uh, is that whenever he uh, shaved really bar place? That's the hairiest man on the face of the earth. Oh, shit. And it's red. Yeah, it's... Shit, it's man. Beat red. <laughs> the LAX Tea Party says, Do you guys ever want to look like you lift? No. Because it ain't working. <laughs> All I see there are fat dudes that need to train harder. And this is in response to Olympic lifters have to train the front squad. Oh, lots of fat dudes there. Large obese women, too. Yeah. 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 Big Remember the piles big, of, big fat big Israeli fat woman that was there? That's all that, all that associate with us. All right, and last, thank God, I don't see the point of turning your palms on the bar. But this is learning to press. This is in respect with respect to learning to press video. I don't see the point of turning your palms on the bar when they just go back straight when you unrack. <laughs> see Chase in the video. And the hip thing is gay. <laughs> Either leg drive or strict press. I've always said that hip. Either leg gay. drive or strict press. Was he worried about being gay? What's the problem? He, he is terrified. People that are of worried him. about being gay are in danger of being gay. That's right. He is That's terrified right. of the thoughts he has. Right. When he thrusts. When he thrusts his hips. He thrusts his hips. Thinks, he I thinks there was a guy in front of he me. He thinks that's exactly right. He, <laughs> the way he pictures <laughs> the the situation on the platform. <laughs> It, to get him to do the hip drive correctly He's is a man a bent over thoughts. in front of and and all of that out. All right. <laughs> Leave it in. God damn it. Leave it in. No, and, and, gonna, and, the and, hand and, movements and he, will he show what you're talking about. He visualizes this, and then he puts he gets through the set, and he gets the fifth rep done successfully, having visualized <laughs> fucking a man in the ass. And then he has to beat himself. For and then he has to rack the bar, and he goes, Oh, I'm gay. Again. <laughs> I did it again. You know what would help him? I'm gay. Hey, you know what would help him? Prayer. Prayer. <laughs> Pray the gay away. Pray the gay away. If pray before and Always after. works. Before and after each set? Works every time. <laughs> Maybe a little physical pain. But no, Whatever this guy, do, he doesn't want to have to do that. No, See? that's true. He doesn't want to have to do that. He'd rather just strict press or do a push press. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that guy's got problems, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But but then here's the, here's the problem here. New format on the instructional videos is great, though. <laughs> What's he talking about? I don't know. Well, I don't know either, but whatever he did the it new wrong, format though. is, go back to the old <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, go back to the old one, because if this guy thinks it's good. Yeah, it's a problem. That was pretty good, though. He should have started with the compliment, though. Should have. If you want to be effective, you start with the compliment, start with something good, then give your critique. Start with something good, and then shit talk. Yeah, and then give your critique. And then maybe finish with a with a positive, too. Right. That's the, that's the right way to do it. Yeah. Bookend it with good. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And then put all the 
you're a piece the, of shit the, in the, the middle. You know, yeah. the worm-infested right. corpse, <clears throat> rotten shit in the middle. Yeah. All right. And that's comments from the haters. That was a good one. You got anything to add to this? I think no. you nailed it. That was a pretty good one, I thought. That's a good one. Okay. Now. All right, now we're going to start our our um, Q and A here. We've got several Qs, and of course, I provide the A's. And uh, and as a result, uh, you guys are about to have some fun. Yeah, can't wait. Yep, cannot wait. All right, now. Kelly Rims asks a oh, pretty good question here. With regards to coaching new clients with physical limitations, senior citizens who are just beginning proper strength training, for example, is it reasonable to expect it to take several weeks or possibly months of using squat modifications before moving to the bar? I typically prefer to focus on having them achieve full depth before any loading. Is that the starting strength approach? Well, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, I think probably most people that uh, take the squat modification approach to this are going to end up taking several weeks to get a person to full range of motion. In my experience, I prefer to use the leg press for people like this because I can immediately have them doing a full range of motion uh, across hips and knees with uh, the empty carriage. And I've never found even the most detrained individual that couldn't move the empty carriage over a full range of motion. And see, they're immediately working the full range of motion. And then I gradually load it, and I find that now the longest it's ever taken me to get anybody to a full range of motion squat was about a month for an extremely detrained older female. Uh, had her doing a, you know, like a 15-pound bar full range of motion squat in about a month, having started on a leg press. Uh, I like the leg press for the for that reason. It allows us to train the entire range of motion of the exercise on day one. I don't have to gradually work into the full range of motion over time. I can immediately begin training all of it with a lighter than body weight situation on day one. Now there's another couple of ways you could approach that. There are band assisted squats that could be used with a very good coach and a trainee who was confident enough to be able to use the, the bands to help get them out of the bottom on a full range of motion. But in a situation like that, you're asking a person who's not very strong to be able to balance. And strength is the primary problem with balance in these types of trainees. I, I much prefer the leg press. 
for extreme problem cases. I much prefer the leg press. Now, not every gym's got a leg press, and I understand that. I, they take up a lot of room. And since we don't use it as a primary exercise, it's you've got to have a bigger place that can stand to give up the square feet for the leg press machine to use just on very occasional basis. Um, so I understand why you would necessarily go into a starting strength gym and have uh, not have a leg press available. In cases like that, everybody's figured out a way to solve this problem. And uh, But my preference is the leg press, and that's why. Okay. So what is the starting strength approach? Well, that would be the one that works the best under those circumstances for that trainee, and that would vary with, with the coach and with the trainee, as do all of these specialized cases at the tail ends of physical ability. Okay. If you're, if you're dealing with, <clears throat> if you don't have a leg press, because the leg press is going to be the best way to go about it, but if you don't have access to one, you just got to be careful that you're not, uh, if somebody's going to be squatting high, they're going to have to squat to a bench or something, and it needs to be paused. Don't let old people right. bounce off their knees. So high squats, pause them, stand them up, and then slowly work down range of motion. It doesn't work nearly as fast as the leg press, like you said, but yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, you still pretty it. effective. We do it all the time. Sure. You know, sure. coaches around the country do it all the time. But, but yeah, this is uh, – this is the, if you're gonna if you're gonna take that approach with an older detrained trainee, this is the time to teach them the use of the hips. Right. This is the best time to do that. If you teach the use of the hips after the pause, and what that looks like is they sit down on the bench, and then you tell them to shove your ass up off the bench, shove your ass up off the bench. It's easy to teach it in that context because there's not a stretch reflex involved in it. You can sit down on the bench, bend over, think real hard about shoving your butt up first off the bench. That's that's a good thing to teach somebody early because it solves lots of problems that will never come up later. So, yeah, there's advantages to that too yep. because you can't teach hip drive on a leg press machine because the hips aren't really moving. So, I mean, there's there's that. Yep. You know, if you if you teach this uh, during the partial squats for the to the to the high box, you're jumping ahead with your hip drive instruction that cannot be taught on a leg press machine. Okay, so there are pros and cons. I still prefer for an older, detrained individual. I prefer a leg press machine but i've got the luxury of a 4500 yeah. square foot room and and ultimately you know. the ultimately the goal is strength and <clears throat> it, with the high pause squat you're not you're you're not getting to the strength part until later right, right? the leg press you're right. getting into the strength part earlier it's not ideal but at least it's, ideal, at least it's force it's, production if it was i mean ideal is the person comes in able to squat yep but not everybody's ideal so right there you have it. All right. I've recently learned, Chad Robinson asked, I've recently learned of James Yeager's possible condition with ALS. I was wondering if strength training has any effect on diseases, this disease's rate of progression. I, I don't know. I doubt that it does. 
I doubt that it does. This is a profound neuromuscular problem, and I don't know whether it will have any possible effect on ALS. But one of the one of the few diseases that is very very difficult to for us as a strength program to work with is any type of muscular dystrophy because it is a it is a problem with the remodeling of the contractile proteins within the muscle bellies it's that fundamental a problem and they just can't get strong and in a situation like that that's just one of the few instances in which you know a a strength training approach does not really have a beneficial effect on rehab. So, uh, yeah, I know I was made aware of James's situation, uh, just like you guys were, and we are. Uh, uh, James has been a friend of our program here for many, many years, and we're thinking about him and uh, hope that he figures out a way to deal with this in a productive way. And I'm sure he is. He's a productive guy, and and uh, he'll figure something out. He always I think he's does. over in Ukraine now. Is he? Yep. <clears throat> that may be how he deals with it. Yeah, he was on uh, John's uh, John Level's podcast and said he was going over to Ukraine. Well, that's the way. It, that's what he wants to do. That's mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah, that's the way I would handle it too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Seven James LFC asks what was the reason for selling your porsche also did you enjoy the car (laughs) well i hadn't sold the porsche (laughs) i was thinking about selling the porsche but i hadn't sold it you have a badass batch of pictures i got a bunch (laughs) of pictures nick took some of my best work (laughs) to help me sell this car and i haven't uh haven't sold it yet i just got to thinking fuck this thing's fun to drive and uh, it's not eating anything. <laughs> Only thing it eats is a little insurance. Yep. A little insurance policy money. You got to tag it every year. But in Texas, tags are seventy-four dollars. I can throw seventy-four dollars at it every year. Keep it on the insurance policy. Yep. So I hadn't sold it yet, but I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm out of your whole arsenal, that's probably the most fun to drive. Wouldn't you agree? No. You don't no, think so? white car is the most fun really? to drive. God, yes. God, yes. The white car. Well, you're used to it, though. If if, if, if you ask me which one I'd rather drive, it's the Porsche. Well, you want to buy it? No. I'll sell it to <laughs> no. you. No. Sell it to you cheap. Nah. Well, anybody wants to buy it, <laughs> let me know. I, I had decided not to sell it. All right. You want to buy the Porsche? Get a hold of me. And I, it's an 05. It's a damn cool car. It's an 05 Carrera S silver. Not a scratch anywhere on the damn thing. But look, it's, man, for, uh, for just driving around in well, Wichita me, Falls. I, I, let me finish my ad just, here. Okay, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. It's an 05. I'm helping you with that. Carrera S, six speed, three pedal. It's a real Porsche. Yeah. Right? And it's uh, it's got 127,000 miles on it. Now, people that want these cars want them with 40,000 miles on it. Right. But if you find this car with 40,000 miles on it, it's going to be worth twice as much yeah. as you're going to have to give me for it. 
All right, it'll be worth twice that much money. There's nothing wrong with his car. There's something wrong with the radio. There, you know, the the modern radios display the station information and the and the song and the artist. That doesn't work on this display anymore. Yeah. But who who listens to the radio? It's twenty twenty. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I'd rather hear the engine. Your phone. You know. And if you, uh, I think the I think the amp on the speaker in the passenger door is out. But I don't notice it. Uh, other than that, there's, you know, it's been meticulously cared for by everybody that's owned it. It's been babied and shit. It's never been parked in the sun. Uh, upholstery's in great shape. Everything about it is in great shape. It is, uh, oh, it's probably, uh, it's probably about a third as fast as the BMW. Yeah. But the BMW is a giant piece of shit. Except for the fact that it's real fucking fast. The problem is with the and BMW, it's 700 plus. It's it's six about 625. Driving around. It's a, undrivable. Driving around a, ta- a town is just, uh, it's not any fun. Your it's, first, it's second pointless. year, it's, po- it's not. That's but what I, I mean. See, by, I drive it back and forth to the house. And I'm not driving it in town most of the time. That's what I mean by the Porsche being more fun to drive. The the in in town you can't you don't need fourth gear in the BMW. Right. But the Porsche driving around town in the Porsche is fine. Yeah, it's a yeah. great little car. Silver's a real pretty color for that thing. And uh, uh, what else? I don't know. Bobby's kept the work up on it. The thing's got pretty good tires got uh, Michelin Super Sports on it so moderately sticky tires probably got 60% left on them uh, and it's a uh, I said it's an 05 yeah it's a it's a it's a nice little car and if you are interested in it look it up see what you think it's worth send me an offer and I'll tell you whether I can live with it or not but it's you know I'm not going to give it away because it's not pissing me off if it was pissing me off I might give it away hell I might give the BMW because <laughs> that pisses me off every time I drive it but it's just so damn fast and cool and shit I just I don't know how you deal with plugging it in every day people drive Teslas yeah I guess so you know, just pretend it's a pretend it's, a <laughs> it's Tesla. Inten- pretend it's intentional. <laughs> pretend, pretend I want to. You do want it. to plug it in? <laughs> yeah, it's got a battery drain. Nobody can find it. Three extremely competent mechanics have looked at it. Nobody can figure out the battery drain. It's a battery drain about like leaving the headlights on, and nobody can right. find the goddamn thing. The best part is I, that it's your the carbon footprint on that thing is just outrageous because not only does it take premium fuel, but um, at about probably seven miles to the gallon. And, no, and no, then, it gets it gets it's pretty sixteen decent. miles. To but then also you're plugging it in every night. And well, you destroying know, the environment. Well, but I and also I've got a methanol kit on it too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, got to put yeah. methanol in it. Yeah, because the it's twelve to one compression. Hey, I hope you've offset it's, those it's carbons ridiculously fast. I just really hope you've offset that carbon footprint somehow. 
LED lights I mean, in the me gym. and Nick were driving down to Graham one time or to Jacksboro to get a cheeseburger. Remember when I passed that car? Yeah. 75, we come up behind a guy in a truck. We're going 75. And I put it up in fourth gear and probably put 35% of the of the EFI pulse into the throttle. Maybe 35%. And the back wheels turned loose. Yeah. Silly. Fucked up. <laughs> it's real fucked up. But, you know, I'm married to that one. I got too damn much money in it. So if something's got to go, it's got to be the Porsche. So anyway, there you have that. Okay. Now, uh, Vince, don't ask stupid fucking <laughs> questions about the popcorn smoother Spanish drag finish on the ceiling all right don't don't do that just aggravates everybody all right ryan walker has a question about exercising the bench press exercising, exercising. the bench press hmm. i had a procedure done several years ago to fix shoulder impingement I hadn't known about starting strength at the time, and lo and behold, the rehab didn't really do the trick. <laughs> you mean physical therapy didn't work? How's that possible? Imagine his disappointment. For this reason, my shoulder didn't really like benching, bench pressing. After a few years of pressing instead of benching, I decided to give the bench a try again. I have made decent progress and got it up 260 for three sets of five. However, as it has gotten heavier, I'm starting to notice pain lingering in my shoulder after training. I feel I may not be able to push it too much more without causing more issues. I like pressing more anyway, and I've always wanted to focus more on the press but still do some bench pressing. How would you recommend programming for the bench? Should I just do sets of five where I don't have pain and maintain, or should I try to do heavy singles or doubles and then back off sets to keep the pain from coming back? Currently bench twice a week, press twice a week. So he's right. You need to exercise the bench and not try to train it. What I would do if I were you is I'd go up maybe once a week to two and a quarter and do a set of five and then quit. Don't try to push it on up. If you fuck up the shoulder, then you're going to have shoulder surgery again. And you remember how unpleasant that was? I do. And you you just gotta you gotta you gotta weigh the cost benefit here. And I think you'll find that if you're benching two and a quarter for five, you're fine. You know, but what's gonna happen is if you keep trying to press that thing on up and try to get back to where it was a long time ago, up over three hundred pounds. You're going to fuck up one of these days, and something's going to move in that shoulder, and now you're going to be in a situation where you, whether you have to decide whether or not to have another repair. You don't want to be in that position, and you don't need to be in that position because two and a quarter for one set of five on the bench will do everything you need to do. You want you don't want to let your pecs get floppy. I understand that, but you don't need to train the bench. You exercise the bench now and don't train it. That seem reasonable? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's an assistance exercise, essentially. That's, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd call it an assistance exercise. Yeah. Treat it like stiff leg deadlifts. Right. Just go up, work it a little bit, leave it alone. Yep. Don't try to train it. I don't think you can train it without hurting yourself. See, if you once you get hurt, you know, recalculations have to be made. And this is a situation where, you know, you if you hurt your shoulder like that and you you know, you if you completely fuck your shoulder up, you're not gonna be able to sleep and you're gonna have to have the surgery done on it and you don't wanna do that. You don't want to have to have surgery on a shoulder if you don't have to and if you just you know just two and a quarter for five plenty that's plenty okay all right here fat facts 25 it says the olympics are getting rid of weightlifting starting in 2028 in other words that's the year that there won't be weightlifting in the olympics uh, they cite PIDs add one reason. Look, fat, you need to be more careful with your <laughs> typing when you when you turn in these questions. Breathe. Next time fat turns in a question where I can't read it, it. just throw it away. Okay. Don't even tell me you're not using it. Just throw it away. Because now I've got to go back through here and try to figure out what the fuck he's talking about. I think P-E-D-S means performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Was it all lowercase or something? Peds? Yeah. It's all lowercase. It's not talking about pedophiles. Tell what the fuck. Uh, Add one reason. And I think he means as one reason, which seems a bit dubious. He spelled dubious right, right, though, huh? He did spell dubious right. Interesting. That's what, I think that's a, what confused Bree. You know, she saw dubious. And she said, she said, oh, this guy's oh, solid. This, this guy's good to go. I don't need to read the rest of this. Right. Yeah. Right, Bree? I don't read shit. There you go. She doesn't read okay, well. Okay, well, there we go. There's the answer. She doesn't read well. <laughs> she doesn't read. She just prints. She just prints the questions. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Words in a row to her. <laughs> it says, dear Rip, I'm going to print it. <laughs> Besides the fact that it has been bloated for decades now and the fact that they don't share all the money with their employees excuse me i mean athletes i feel like it's time for the olympics to die yes hey what the hey question would be what organization would you supplant in its place none well what or you mean what organization would you replace it with is what you yeah. meant all right see how frustrated you make me fat i'm <laughs> You're going to so, get trigger fingers. Here's, here's the situation. All right. I've told you guys for years that the the testosterone sports are going away from the Olympics. The, testos- the Olympics are an extension of NBC Sports. And they're owned by NBC Sports. That's the only thing the Olympics are for right now is to sell ads by NBC Sports once every once every two years. They sell a bunch of ads. Nothing in NBC Sports is not woke. The whole damn thing is woke. And anything that is not 
woke is leaving. Hairy men are not going to be in the Olympics anymore. Now, they haven't shown you any hairy men in the Olympics in about 20 years anyway, have they? I mean, when was the last time they showed the hammer throw? I don't know. The, thr- the, the field events. When was the last time they showed field events in a prominent place in the Olympics? No idea. Probably man. 40 years ago. It's usually gymnastics and uh, swimming. Because they're not offensive. Right. Because they're performed by hairless people. Right? But you start showing guys like Al Fuhrbach throwing the fucking shot. Yeah. You know, NBC Sports isn't going to show that because it's, it's toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is the enemy here. And the testosterone sports are the epitome of toxic masculinity, so they must be removed. We are not going to have the field events, weightlifting, and, I mean, they tried to do wrestling already. They're going to get around to wrestling again. Wrestling's gone. All of that ugly, nasty shit is going to be gone out of the Olympics, and in its place there's going to be stuff like ballet and... uh, shuffleboard I think skateboarding I mean hurling's a I think skateboarding's coming in isn't curling it? is curling is a is a form of skateboarding's already in isn't it Is it? Oh, well I don't know. I thought it was it was at least a demonstration sport. You know, curling with the curling stones, that's a form of shuffleboard on ice, right? Yeah. Nobody gets hit or defeated. Oh, no. Defeated. You can't have anybody being defeated in a, uh, you know, in a, in a sport now. I mean, why do, why are they, uh, I don't know, the team sports are going to have to go. Is ice hockey going to be allowed to remain? A team gets defeated in ice hockey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and even though. We don't allow fighting in ice hockey in the Olympics. You know, people fight playing ice hockey elsewhere, so that brings the taint. So it brings the taint. I'm not talking about that space between your asshole and your balls. I'm talking about the toxic masculinity taint. The the stain of fighting, right? We, We just can't have that, right? Because it sends the wrong message. Right? You know, like if a Baptist preacher has a beer. What happens to him? You know, he doesn't go to hell or anything. But it sends the wrong message Mm. to the congregation. So he can't have that. You know, there's nothing wrong with it from a doctrinal standpoint. It sends the wrong message. This is the same thing that hockey does to the Winter Olympics. And I think it's time to eliminate hockey from the Winter Olympics. I'm going to – who do we need to talk to? Write an to email. About? Strongly worded one. Write a strongly worded email. Voicing work. my objection. It won't work because you're a cis male. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I think you're just going to have to deal my with it. My opinion is irrelevant. No. You're not, you're not allowed to have one is the thing. I have to find a trans male to write it for me. Yeah. Or an ally. An ally. Oh, yeah. I see what you an mean. An ally. Right. 
somebody who wishes they were a trans male. Yeah, somebody, somebody who's who has white, just not had the courage. Yeah, who's a white male that can speak for black people and minorities right. and right. You know, because, that's what minorities love is when people speak for them. Yeah, yeah, an ally. Right. Because especially minorities people, are especially when white largely uneducated and incapable of speaking for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that's what an ally wants you yeah. to believe. Well, that's what it, that's what allyship implies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That you guys aren't capable, so I'm going to step up and let me carry the ball for you. Yeah. Black people. <laughs> right? Isn't that what allyship yeah, implies? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're nearly offended enough by no, that. No, they're not. They should be fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. I, I think they pay I, way I, less attention to it than the allies I, I, do. I genuinely the think that. Yeah, they, because <laughs> they're, the they're busy, you know, doing productive <laughs> shit. You know, having fun being alive. <laughs> I genuinely think that they are pissed about it, but the allies don't listen to them. <laughs> I don't know. They ought, somebody ought to be pissed about it or not. Uh, anyway, well, what organization would you supplant in its place? Why do you need the Olympics? Yeah, you don't. Now, I wrote an article about this, what, five or six years ago? Yeah. The Olympics, time to stop. Look this up. It's on the website. We link to it every once in a while. We rerun it. Right. Turn them off. Don't watch the Olympics. Let it die. Nobody's watching. Nobody is wa- watching. Nobody watched it this year no, at all. Nobody. Worst ratings they've ever had. Good. Yeah. Don't watch the goddamn Olympics. Don't go to the goddamn Olympics. Look, every sport represented in the Olympics has its own worlds. You don't need the Olympics for a goddamn thing, especially when the job of the Olympics has suddenly become social engineering and not a competitive venue. I remember, right? I remember when I was little, the Olympics were fun. The Olympics were a big deal. Yeah. 40, 50 years ago, they were a big deal. Oh, Olympic shit. records in weightlifting and all of the major sports. Even 25 were, years ago. Were valued over the works. Yeah. Yeah. But now, the Olympics have been about politics forever. Jesse Owens, remember Jesse Owens and Adolf Hitler in 1938? Yep. 1938 Olympics? Why? How is it that this young black man defeated all of our superior right Aryan guys in a sprint well there's an early example of why sprint events are always dominated have been since they've been contested have been dominated by people of West African descent sorry that's the facts Distance events are dominated by people of East African descent. Right? Yep. Sorry, these are just just arithmetic. Those are the facts. And curling has and always been dominated by Canadian Canadian men. women, <laughs> men. <laughs> right. So if you've got a you you got a situation here where politics was the ostensible reason for starting the Olympics to get politics out of the Olympics, but it's always been a part of the, a part of the situation. It was on 
it wasn't talked about like that, but that's what it was for. Right. But the, it was to demonstrate things other than who won the event, right? You can say that it was not that's what it's not what it was for, but I'm sorry, that's what it was for. Yeah. It's time to stop this shit. Well, if it's anything you know, today, it's an advertising vehicle, I mean, right? Like anything else, it's just it's that's all it's for. It's for NBC Sports to make money. Right. Look what they did to Greece. Yeah. When they hosted the Olympics. It, it 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 caused the country to it, the Greek people aren't real bright, you know. They <laughs> don't understand about money and shit. But they built all of those facilities for the Olympics, and they're just they're I think sitting you could, over there. Yeah, I think you could look at any any Olympic city, and it's that's the case, except yep. for Atlanta. You know, Atlanta did did fine and everything, but <clears throat> well, they turned it into other shit. Yeah, they had you know? they had a plan for it, right? But uh, yeah, they had a plan for it when they when they built it, right? But most places don't, yeah. and, and it's just a terrible, gigantic economic burden to host a thing. For some reason, countries want to do it. At some point, what will happen here is that they'll open the Olympic bidding for, what would it be now, 2032? That's probably already been decided. So 2036, and nobody will bid on hosting the Olympics. Nobody will bid on it because it's too much fucking trouble. Yeah, it's too expensive. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing about it accomplishes a damn thing except making NBC network money. Yeah. Well, what'll really happen is they'll just host them in China, in perpetuity. Good. Yeah. Let China have it. Excellent place for it. Yeah. China. Starve the permanent athletes. Olympics in China, and nobody will go. Yeah. No one will go. And no one will watch. And no one will care. And no one will enter. You know, I mean, I'm assuming, since they're removing weightlifting, that that applies to women's weightlifting as well. I would guess so. Now, I hadn't heard that. But if you say you're removing weightlifting from, from from the competitive venue, from the you know, from the games themselves. Uh, you know, the, the participation of the the boy from New Zealand in the women's division, Laurel Hubbard, was just one more nail in that coffin, wasn't it? Yep. I don't, I don't know if you look at it any other way. I mean, there are a certain percentage of people that will you know, be willing to pretend that men are women and women are men and all this other shit. But look, those of us that pay attention to national, international events uh, every day have got a really fucked up perspective on the situation right now. All right? We think that everybody is as aware of all of this shit as we are. And I promise you that the guy running a plumbing company in rural Kansas does not give a fuck about being nice to women who want to be guys and guys who want to be women. He's not aware that this situation even exists. Because it doesn't impact him on a daily, on a daily basis, 
And I think the vast majority of the population of the world is the same way. You walk into rural China and you tell them that men, that trans men are men, that trans women are women. He's going to look at you like you're a small, curious insect that he's never seen before. And he wonders what the hell you're actually, this noise you're making actually means, because it's not part of reality. And it's so divorced from his normal daily existence that he's not going to even care what your opinion is, and he shouldn't care. And I shouldn't care, and none of us ought to care, really. None of us ought to care. Men are men, women are women. Sorry, it's the way it is. There are physical realities that go along with that, and you can't make that otherwise. Just because NBC Sports and the International Olympic Committee want it to be that way for some reason that I really don't understand. It really is weird, man. It is really weird. Why is this that important? Yeah. And, Why the, is and it, it goes so all important? the NCAA. It's, it's really weird. It's just insane. Yeah. Why push this? What do you get by pushing this? Right. How does this make you money? This is a this is going to end up being revealed as an enormous miscalculation on the part of the left. I hope so. It will backfire so. on them because you know yeah. the differences between standing up to piss and sitting down to piss are rather profound. Yeah. There's you something know. wrong with people at those uh <laughs> You know, and who knows, but to get all Alex Jonesy and stuff, but there's something wrong with people at those levels, man. Yeah, yeah. There, there's just something fundamentally wrong with them, and uh, you know, we still don't know who the clients were. Yeah, we still don't know who who Galene Maxwell's clients were. No, nope. not a single one has been no, hunted no. down. We, not a single one has not been. Not a single in, one has gone to jail. Nobody, just her, has gone to jail. Yep. When you have federal yeah, judges yeah. blocking all of that um, that evidence that shows who did, there's definitely a problem. Well, you know, it could look, but but instead we are expected to focus on the fact that it, uh, it could just be as simple as, hey, pay attention to this chick who just won the NCAA swimming tournament. Nah, forget about all this other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm convinced that you're. This is just all distraction from yeah. what the hell's really going on. Would that be considered a CIA psyop? <laughs> Some kind of thing. nothing is too weird and it's not it's really not nothing yeah is outside the realm of possibility at right. this point yep okay hey guys i love the show and i've been following you for a while keep up the great work that's the explanation <laughs> that's it that's it huh rip were you at one time involved with the libertarian party what was your experience Who's your favorite economist, past or present? Well, Aaron from South Dakota. Yeah, I was, you know, I kind of messed around with the Libertarian Party a long time ago until I figured out that it was a complete waste of time to do it. The Libertarian Party, as constituted 20 years ago when I stopped having anything to do with them, was, was just a bunch of dope smokers. And 
you know, there weren't really any serious attempts to get anything done. They, you know, once it at, at the party politics level, they behaved just like everybody else did. Uh, they're never going to elect anybody to any office anywhere. And it's a waste of time. You know, I'm a, still a small L libertarian in that my politics are those of personal freedom and freedom from government. You know, and I think that most people listening to this podcast are, you know, kind of of the same opinion. Everything the government touches turns to shit. That's, I didn't make it that way, but it is that way. Right? So the less shit they touch, the less shit there will be. It's the basic political philosophy here. And who's my favorite economist? Well, you know, in terms of a guy that can explain stuff uh, that's still alive, Tom Sowell. Thomas Sowell is a treasure. He is a, uh, he's a national treasure. He's getting old. And he's not going to be around for long. And you better enjoy him while you've got him because he's a brilliant man. Watch as many videos of Thomas Sowell as you can get on YouTube. You will learn something from him every time. I think uh, Milton Friedman was very important. Uh, you know, guys in antiquity. Well, I don't know if you, Ludwig von Mises was antiquity. Uh, Friedrich Hayek and von Mises both wrote seminal texts on this. Hayek's Road to Serfdom is terribly important. Uh, von Mises wrote a, a book called Simply Socialism. These are all very important things to read. Um, and uh, Albert J. Nock wrote a very good book called Our Enemy of the State. That's required reading. These are all important people to get familiar with. Uh, but uh, Back to Tom Sowell. Enjoy him while you can. He's getting old. We lost Walter Williams a couple of years ago. And that was just, Walter was so cool. God damn, he used to he used to sit in for Rush Limbaugh when, when he was off on Fridays every once in a while and he was funny as hell. The guy was amazing. He really was. If there are if you could find the audio of Walter Williams hosting in place of Limbaugh on Friday, listen to that. It's just he's funnier than hell. He's a he's a great guy, and uh, I always enjoyed listening to him. But Tom Soul is is uh, still around, so that's who you need to pay attention to. Okay, Soul's written forty books. Yes, oh God, he's terribly prolific. Yeah. He's he's a he's a very important contributor to uh, free market economic thought. Okay, only two left. You hear that collective sigh of, sigh of relief. Rip, are there any fitness certifications besides the SSE that you think are profitable? That is, 
Is the SSC credential the only one a trainer may ever need, or are there other ones that are informative and beneficial? Thanks. Easy question. I can't think of one. Can you? As far as training stuff goes, no. We we uh, we recommend the uh, Precision Nutrition for all the coaches at the gyms. That that's an excellent certification. Right. Um, <clears throat> goes into coaching and stuff, uh, behavior. Other than that, no. well, here's all you need to know. We we have been doing our seminar now for 16 years. Started in 06, and every weekend we have the seminar we start off by asking everybody in the room who in the audience here is who in attendance is has got the gold standard certified strength and conditioning specialist certification uh, from the NSCA which is a multiple choice test right and three or four people raise their hands fewer than usually than used to be but three or four people raise their hands and we will ask them, how many people have called you this week about your services as a certified strength and conditioning specialist? And never once have we had anybody tell us that they have been contacted by anyone about their services as a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Not one time. And... Then we will ask all the starting strength coaches in the room, how many people have, how many of you guys have been contacted this week about your services as a starting strength coach? And all of them will raise their hands. Now, if the CSCS is the gold standard and no one contacts you about your services as a CSCS, is that a profitable certification? If you think you're going to be a strength you know, conditioning I mean, coach, there's, I, I don't know what. Uh, but at what cost? At, what do you want out of a certification? Right. What yeah, do you I want mean, out, you, of a, out of a certification? You, you can, want information out of a certification. Some people don't. See, you could argue that uh, CrossFit certification is more pro profitable because you could open a CrossFit gym and be up and running and making money. Uh, but if you want an actual, he's asking about something actually useful, though, right? Useful. That that was he's. I believe he's wanting to know if there is anything in the certification curriculum that is of any value. No. And uh, it's been our experience that there's not. There's not. It's no. been our experience that there's not. We deal with people that have these all the time. Yeah, the evaluation's never, harder. We, we've never had anybody. Right. We never had anybody say that it was. Uh, the the starting rank coach certification, you have to be able to, to demonstrate to our staff that you can coach these lifts before you will even be considered for the certification. The first thing you have to show us is can you coach? A multiple choice test cannot evaluate that. And they don't care whether it evaluates that. They just want your money. We turn down people that want to give us money to be starting strength coaches. We do not sell this certification. And we never will. It's very, very difficult to obtain starting strength coach certification. What do you think the pass rate of 
all of the people that opt in for the for the examination, the platform examination, and hoping subsequently to get to the to the oral boards. Well, yeah, the pass rate is for. It's pretty high now, but we're but that's because we we prepare people actively now. Right. You know, I mean, the last last seminar we had uh, two two. Well, the last batch of oral boards and stuff. Um, nobody failed the uh, nobody passed the platform. Failed the oral board, and out of yeah, the that's plat- getting better. Yeah, and out of the platform people, um, most of them passed the platform. But, well, but again, and, the, and and this is uh, this is uh, this is progressed quite a bit from the way things were about five years ago well yeah that's what the the, the, the and, expectations are clearer right right uh, and we have and, taken aggressive steps to prepare these people to pass sure because we need their help working in our gyms yeah. we need the services of starting strength cut but we have not lowered the standard for the examinations we have raised the quality of the applicant and that's how we're going to do it yeah the the so most of those people have been from the gyms right so they've been practicing at a gym actively coaching uh the i would say people coming in off the street who have had no contact with a starting strength coach and no contact with a uh starting strength gym the uh, the rate is probably the same as it's always been, just fa- pretty low. Fifteen yeah. percent, and it, it all comes down to how many reps you can see as a as a as a coach. Because what we're evaluating is your experience as a coach. We're not evaluating uh, your your knowledge. We're evaluating experience, which is difficult from an evaluation standpoint and difficult to prepare for. So that's why it's that's why the thing it, is valuable, right? Th- this is a professional certification. This is not a hobby certification. If you do not actively work work for money in this industry coaching the barbell lifts using the starting strength method you are not going to pass the exam and you will not get you will not get your credential as a certified coach starting strength coach because we have taken steps to weed you out the people that pass the coaching certification process come to the seminar as coaches already i guess the easiest way to to describe the difference between us and them is everybody else in this industry will give you a coaching certification and then you get to develop yourself as a coach on the other hand you must come to the starting strength seminar as a coach having prepared yourself or having been prepared with our help to be examined for your ability as a coach and when we get you on the platform you are expected to demonstrate the ability that a certified coach already possesses when dealing with your trainee at the seminar right in other words we cannot produce a guitarist with a weekend seminar and neither can we produce a coach at a weekend seminar and any weekend seminar that just hands you a piece of paper that says you're a coach 
that's not what we're going to do. We're not ever going to do that. Okay. Well, and the way the way most certifications work, and this is you know this applies to I mentioned uh, I mentioned precision nutrition. It's the same deal. You you are you go through a course, provided that you complete the course with the right amount of correct answers on the exams. Uh, you have you get a certificate that says okay you you are certified precision nutrition you can do this stuff but that says absolutely nothing about your ability to actually work with the client on nutrition so right. but that's that's the standard in terms of certifications right CrossFit's the same way CS is, CS is the same way uh, there's very few certifications out there that are actually going to test your proficiency on the thing that you're going to be doing so well the 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 most clear examples are the professional certifications or any degree. For that you know, matter, any degree for that matter. I mean, you you can't be a doctor unless you pass the state boards, right? You can't be, for God's sakes, a physical therapist right. if you can't pass the state boards, right. right? A dentist, any professional certification, we have modeled our process on that. Nobody else has. We've modeled our process on the professional certification model. Exactly. You demonstrate your ability to conduct yourself at the level of professionalism for which the certificate attests that you're operating at. We're not going to give you a piece of paper that says you're a coach and then hope that you go become a coach. Right. right. That's not what that's not what this is going to be. And so we're different in that respect. And in terms of the fitness industry at large, there's not anything like what we do. Nothing like what we do. Yeah. Okay. Long-time listener, I'd like to ask you what kind of music you enjoy listening to. I heard you discuss movies and books, but I haven't heard you talk about music before. Well... I like music with horns in it. I like to listen to horns, brass instruments. I like rock with brass instruments in it. So I like Chicago and Blood, Sweat, and Tears. There's bands from the 70s. I was looking at the grassroots on YouTube the other night. Those guys were good. You probably don't remember Grassroots. Do no, you? not at all. No, they were good. Temptation Eyes. Midnight Confessions. Good tunes. Look them up. Uh, I like jazz. I like, for jazz, I like bop. Hard bop, bebop. Miles Davis. Back in the fifties, that, that era of jazz, I don't I don't like fusion stuff. I don't like uh, stuff gets pretty weird. Especially it's just, Miles it's Davis, just random. Yeah, Miles just got bored with doing stuff that made more sense and wandered off into fusion and stuff. I don't listen to that yeah. shit. But uh, they, uh, I, I like jazz real well. I don't listen to a lot of classical, but I enjoy it. Uh, you know, classic rock. Obviously, I'm 66. I like <laughs> classic rock. Not all of it, but, you know, the good stuff. 
whole bunch of stuff was recorded in 1968 that hasn't been equaled since then. Realize that Chicago's first album was released in 68 and Zeppelin's first album was released in 67, I think. Yeah. Now, those it's first weird. three Zeppelin albums, there's just nothing. Right. There's nothing like that. When did the Allman Brothers do all of their important stuff? I don't know. About the same time. It's weird how that Early happened. Early there was a, there was a, you know, things that people consider important music in the 90s all happened in a like the span of a year or two as well yeah and i'm sure there was time in the 80s and the yeah just little bursts of creativity occurred and uh late 60s i mean the like 68 69 70 71 72 were very important years for music a bunch of extremely important movies were made then too Mm -hmm. 1968 was a very important year for movies and music and uh gosh i don't know why but it it uh it seems to be a little cluster of extremely important creative activity took place in 1968 and uh uh, music i don't know i kind of like uh it's people that actually like music it's hard to say yeah. what music you like because you just like music like you like whatever good whatever's good, i like musicianship right? that's what i like is musicianship yeah. i want to hear people playing their instruments that's what i want to hear and i if people are playing their instruments well across genres i'll listen to all of it yeah. like modern country sucks it's terrible sucks elephant cock it's <laughs> terrible it's useless bullshit it's every one of these david allen Coe back a long time ago wrote a song about modern country music (laughs) and right at the end of the song he said well a friend of mine named steve goodman wrote that song and he told me it was the perfect country and western song and I wrote him back a letter, and I told him it was not the perfect country and western song because he hadn't said anything at all about trains, trucks, mama, or getting drunk. <laughs> well, he sat down and wrote another verse of the song. He sent it to me, and after reading it, I realized that my friend had written the perfect country and western song (laughs) i felt obliged to include it on this album and the last verse goes like this here (laughs) well i was drunk the day my mom got out of prison (laughs) and i went to pick her up in the rain but before i could get to the station in my pickup truck she got run over by a damned old train. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's a, that's it's it's real good. And if you look at listen to modern country, all they talk about is modern country. Mm-hmm. And they talk about pickups and tractors and all this. You know, nothing is going on over there, mm. and I'm not interested in it. Rap's not any better. 
Right. Rap and modern country have all kinds of things in common what, what's, in that they're not worth listening to. What, what's insane is modern country now has rap in it. Sure yeah. it does. It's yeah, fucking sure it insane. Does. Yeah, it is. But it's, you won't it, listen. But nothing is fucking going on. You won't now, listen to good musicianship on certain genres, though. Right? No. Now, if we had some guys in here screaming and playing the shit out of some instruments, you wouldn't be into it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. It, best I can tell, the best musicianship going on right now is blues Pantera. music. Oh, blues music. Pantera. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Bonamassa, Walter Trout, guys like that, who have reinvented a new way to address guitar musicianship this you know that's what's going on that's where all that shit's happening yeah rusty and i'll teach uh, you about some heavy metal though nah, I'm just, i don't want to hear all the shit <laughs> just raises my blood pressure which is dangerously high it lowers mine <laughs> yeah, it's weird too. it lowers mine does it yeah, yeah. well yeah i don't want to hear <laughs> head banging bullshit but uh you know i used to like country, I used to like country. There, you know, the Willie and Waylon era yeah, of country stuff. that was good stuff. Yep. You know, George Strait was brilliant. That was that was good. That was good. You know, musically it was interesting. It was early nineties country good. was fantastic. What early nineties country? No, like what name a song so i can have a handle on what you're talking about it's it's funny but i do like a lot of um garth brooks early stuff never liked him i like it. don't know why i never paid any attention to gorth mm-hmm. gorth brooks hell if a shania twain song comes on i'm into it <laughs> i like western swing mm-hmm. all the bob wills and the texas playboys derived stuff like sleep at the wheel Straight did a bunch of Western Swing. That's good stuff. There's a whole bunch going on in, it, in that kind of music. What's that? Really uh, like there's that. a radio station in town that plays nothing but like late 80s, early 90s country. It's real good. I don't know. No it's idea. It's, it's weird because they'll play it I never, and I know every song. It's weird just because it was around so much. Yeah, it's, you know, there's there was some good stuff in country a long time ago. I can't identify anything worthwhile with it now you know hell they're not even wearing hats anymore no (laughs) (laughs) dazzled jeans yeah i don't know i wasn't a big fan of porter wagner but by the same token i don't really give a shit about some clown and just a t-shirt without a hat on i mean (laughs) how am i supposed to tell what this is (laughs) you know (laughs) You're asking a lot of the audience. <laughs> so, all right, music. Anything else about music? No. Yeah, I like if we're horns. not going to talk about rap, then no. <laughs> not, like, I like horns. No, we're not talking about rap. Rap's just people talking to each other. I don't it's not a lie. Hear enough of that I already. I like Wu-Tang. All right, well, anyway... You got anything else you want to add to this? This was great. Today's right? contribution this to the literature. It's one of your best episodes ever. I think so too. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. I think every time we do one of these, we rise above the fray, right? No doubt. Yeah. I mean, this is some important shit, you know. Yep. This is important shit we do here. I'm not sure why, but 
everybody tells us it's important, so keep doing it. More importantly than that, it's easy. You just sit there and talk. That's, that's right. Read this nonsense Bree types out. And it's easy as hell. So here we go. I think we need another call-in show here pretty quick, yeah, don't do you? It. Yeah. Call in. Those are always interesting because everybody's uh, questions are good. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Everybody behaves themselves, but there's not everybody fucking clown, you know. Yep. You know. Getting all the way through a twenty-minute conversation and going, <laughs> "Rip's fat," and hang it up. <laughs> hadn't happened yet. Not yet. Well, you know, here in a minute. Next time it will. I'm sure <laughs> that we've told them what to do. All right. Anyway, that's it. That's all for the podcast today here on Starting Strength Radio. We will. Uh, if, I guess we'll see you next time.